Hello and welcome to the MDS podcast, the podcast channel of the International Parkinson and Movement Disorder Society. I am Michele Matarazzo from the HM Sinac in Madrid, Spain, and today we're going to focus on a topic that has attracted a lot of attention lately, which is the role of neurofilament light chain in neurological disorders, and in this case, in Parkinson's disease. We have the pleasure to have with us Professor Britt Mollenhauer from the University Medical Center of Göttingen and the Paracelsus Helena Clinic in Kassel, Germany. She is also the vice chair of the Basic Science Special Interest Group of the Movement Disorder Society. So first of all, Britt, thank you for joining me today. It is the second time that we have you on the podcast in just a few weeks. So if you keep accepting our invitations, so often we will have to make a special session just for you. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, thanks for the invitation. I, I like to communicate about our science, so I'm perfectly happy with having podcasts. <laughs> Great. Well, you are the first author of an article recently published on the Movement Disorders Journal titled Validation of Serum Neurofilament Light Chain as a Biomarker of Parkinson's Disease Progression. Let me start with a very basic and broad question. What is the neurofilament light chain or NFL and why should we study it in neurological disorders? So it's an interesting question. Neurofilament light chains as biomarkers are studied in, in various neurological disorders because when there is a, a neurological disorder, usually neuronal cells get disturbed or damaged. And um, so neurofilaments are um, highly phosphorylated neuronal skeleton components. They maintain the axons and determine the axon and uh, axonal caliber and therefore every damage on the axons leads to a release of neurofilament light chain in extracellular fluids and therefore it makes it a very interesting biomarker for all kinds of diseases that are caused by neuronal destruction and axonal degeneration. Well, in this study, you focus on NFL levels in Parkinsonian disorders and in a longitudinal fashion. Before we get to the results, can you tell us what cohorts you used for the analysis and what were the main endpoints? Right. So the cohorts we looked at was first a single center cohort from our center here, which is the Paracels Elena Clinic. And we have a cohort now following since 10 years by annual. It's the DeNopa cohort. De novo Parkinson's disease, we had enrolled de novo PD, so at the beginning de novo PD in healthy controls and also have some REM sleep behavior disorder subjects. And then there is a multi-center cohort, which is the Parkinson's progression marker initiative. When you study biomarkers, you always would like to start with a cohort that might have being collected the samples in a more stringent way, so with less variability. And so We took DENOPA as a little bit of the exploratory part and then PPMI as the validation part because at some point you do biomarker research for clinical trials and usually clinical trials are multicentric. And so you need to prove that your biomarker also is shown up in a multicenter cohort. And so we took the Parkinson's progression marker initiative samples from uh, a large uh, trial that is ongoing um, from the Michael J. Fox Foundation, which is a longitudinal observational cohort study also with healthy controls and Parkinson's patients, some proromals and some genetics. Uh, and these two cohorts were looked at um, for the use of neurofilament light chain as a diagnostic marker 
and as a progression marker. So these were our two endpoints. So one is diagnosis, whether we can stratify Parkinson's from healthy and maybe also other neurological disorders, and then whether the progression of the Parkinson's disease, which we as doctors see all the time with more tremor or more rigidity, if we can objectively quantify a biomarker that really reflects that clinical progression. Excellent. And you did show different NFL levels in CSF and serum in different conditions and also significant changes in longitudinal follow-up. Could you summarize the main results of the study for the listeners? Sure. Um, I think one main, so there are three main results. One is that we find a great correlation of neurofilament light chain levels in CSF and serum. Why is that important? So, for example, for DENOPA, we looked into cerebrospinal fluid and didn't find a significant change over time. And I think it's a question of numbers. And when you have a biomarker that you can measure in blood, so here in, in serum, you get much higher numbers and much better cohorts. And therefore, this correlation is really a very good starting point for a blood biomarker. And then the newly sensitive assays make it available. I mean, the newly, newly developed assays really make it uh, available to look into um, biomarkers that definitely come from the brain in the peripheral fluids, and here it was serum. So that was the one. Uh, the, the second main finding is really that we find a slightly elevated levels in serum in Parkinson's patients um, in comparison to healthy controls. And the The, the slight increase or elevation is really mild if you compare it with other neurological disorders like multiple sclerosis or amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. But still it's there. But one very important finding um, is that the levels were much higher in the few other neurological disorders that we had looked at. And I think this is important for differential diagnostic aspects and could also be important for further clinical um, relevance, I think. And then in terms of, um, of uh, longitudinal consideration, it's really that with a PD progression, we do see an elevation over time of the levels in serum. And this elevation or this increase over time did significantly correlate with motor progression and cognitive scores. So there is some, I would say, clinical utility in this marker. Although the effect is really, really mild, it's not highly significant. But it's the first blood-based biomarker that can distinguish healthy from PD and that actually shows objectively maybe the progression of motor and cognitive decline. But overall, this needs to be validated in other independent cohorts. And I think the most important finding, which is also most significant, is really the stratification between Parkinson and other neurological disorders, which you can already pick up at baseline. And so at the time when the diagnosis isn't clear, this is actually a good point that you can actually measure, measure neurofilament light chain and really know maybe what direction this Parkinson's syndrome may pick up over time. Great, very interesting results. And actually going back to the clinical uh, application of, the, of these results, in the paper you do highlight several times that NFL levels are a non-specific biomarker. So you already said a little bit of that, but what role do you think uh, it may have in the clinical practice? And do you think we will actually use it on a patient level rather than, you know, as a research tool for group differences? 
Right. I mean, for clinical practice, it's, it is a marker that can be measured in serum, but you need the technical aspects. I mean, the, you need the technical equipment to do this. And first of all, I would say before it goes into clinical practice, we need to validate it in independent cohorts. I think that's really important. I mean, it's non-specific. That means it's um, a surrogate marker for something else. But since we do not have many specific markers in Parkinson's disease yet, this is an interesting finding. And at the end, it will be a panel of various markers that hopefully pick up with the lack of specificity. But for now, I think it is really a very good peripheral biomarker that can be utilized in clinical practice, hopefully in the next years when, when the technical aspects evolve and we know more about it. So far, it's really more on the group level what we have. So upon validation, it may be something that goes into clinic. So still a little bit of work to do from the research standpoint before getting into practice. Right. Now let's talk about that, about the future of research of NFL. So do you plan to keep following your cohort longitudinally in the future? Or what other study do you envisage to keep exploring the way NFL may help us in the understanding and maybe even in the clinical care of Parkinsonian disorders in the future? So both cohorts that we have reported on uh, DENOPA and PPMI are continuing their follow-up, which is important because you still, even after 10 years, uh, you find somebody who at the end does not have Parkinson's disease. So the clinical follow-up of these two cohorts will continue. I think what is the really next step is one, I think neurofilament light chain has its value to distinguish Parkinson's disease from other neurological disorders. And so we will have to validate it in other cohorts with more of these other neurological disorders. So can we maybe even distinguish MSA from PSP or something? And I think another very important aspect, and, and this comes out now in many studies, is that we need to look much earlier than when Parkinson's disease is already established a motor disease. So we had a few prodromal subjects uh, looking at here as well in PPMI. And it's interesting, they really um, are slightly higher than PD, but lower than OND, which is exactly what we uh, hypothesized, because in this prodromal cohort, there's some that convert maybe in MSA and some that convert into PD. And of course, so they have to have to feature in between the two diseases. And I think we need to have more and larger prodromal cohorts and look into those subjects that at the end convert to maybe at the end really predict conversion. And this is something the Michael J. Fox Foundation has really picked up with a new PPMI study, which will be much larger and has a focus on, on this prodromal aspects. And I think this will really be a, a major milestone in, in the future. If we know who is at risk and who will convert into a disease and then maybe identify those subjects with a marker like neurofilament light chain or a panel of markers who is really at high risk to convert and whom we could treat at the end to hopefully not develop Parkinson's disease or something else. Well, this is all very interesting. I really cannot wait to see the results of the future studies. And uh, I am sure using, as you were saying, a panel of biomarkers will get to a higher accuracy, sensitivity and specificity for the diagnosis and maybe even for the follow-up of these disorders. Well, thank you very much for your time. Uh, it has been a pleasure to have you again on the podcast. Thanks again for the invitation. It was a great conversation we had, I think. Yes, I agree. Again, we've had Professor Britt Mollenhauer, and we have discussed the article Validation of Serum Neurofilament Light Chain as a Biomarker of Parkinson's Disease Progression from the Movement Disorders Journal. 
Thank you all for listening.